Welcome to Epiphany with Tiffany, a podcast that explores the deeper meaning behind the clothes you wear and items you own and how to work with the energy of the cosmos to make powerful shifts in your life, home, and wardrobe. I'm your host, Tiffany. I'm a holistic life and style coach and personal stylist with a deep love for fashion and a firm believer of the life-changing power of energetics. Tune in each week for an illuminating discussion designed to shift your frequency and connect your environment to your soul. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. So glad you could join me again for another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is another solo episode. It is somewhat of a part two to an episode I recorded a few weeks back without realizing there was going to be a part two so soon. The episode's called When the Magic Starts to Happen. I share quite a few different topics in that episode, but one of the things I was talking about was being down in LA. The podcast had just launched and I was trying to regain balance in my life look at some of the areas in my life I had been neglecting to focus on, bring them back into focus. And one of those things was finding a new home. I have been staying at my mom's house the past 10 months, have not had my own place since the fall of last year. I was living in an apartment in Oakland and had been living there for a couple of years. And Some circumstances went down in my apartment that prompted me to want to move. I had cockroaches in my unit that had come from a neighboring apartment. And as soon as I discovered that I had them, I packed up my things within, I think, 72 hours or so and put everything in storage in a storage unit and moved into my mom's house without a plan. It felt really chaotic at that time to do that. You know, no one wants to move or be uprooted from their home in a panic. It doesn't feel good to our bodies. It doesn't feel good to our nervous systems. And I think for me, it wasn't my first time experiencing moving in a panic and a state of distress. And in the past, when I had had to move a couple of times, due to unforeseen circumstances, I just jumped and got another apartment, signed another 12-month lease in a rush without really thinking it through. And sure enough, some of the places, the apartments I signed up for just were not aligned. And if I had been more clear-minded, not so stressed out at the time, not in such a state of distress, I have a feeling I probably wouldn't have signed a lease. So when this circumstance came up, as unfortunate as it was, it also was really timely because I had been feeling really restless in my apartment there for a while. I had been wanting actually a really big change. And when I was thinking about big changes, I was thinking about wanting to leave the Bay Area. And I was almost scared to admit that to myself at the time. I didn't really know what to do with that. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know where I wanted to go. It felt really big and scary to go somewhere new completely on my own. So I just kind of swallowed it, sat on it, and it almost felt like the universe kind of kicked me in the pants. I think sometimes when we don't act on things, we know we need to, and time and time goes on, the universe will create circumstances to happen to force us into action. And I definitely think the cockroaches was an example of that for me. So gross, so unfortunate, but definitely the wake up call I needed to get out of there, put my stuff in storage and reset. So for the past 10 months, as I've been staying at her house, I have taken little trips here and there to travel and explore different areas. Donnie and I went up to Portland for a week and checked that out in the fall last year. And we took a couple trips down to San Diego. I felt really strongly that San Diego was going to be the next place that I lived. And what was really interesting about thinking that was that I kept planning these trips to go down there. And when I would get down there and I would have the intent to look at apartments, 
no apartment listings would come up or would become available the week that I was down there to look at them. All of the ads I would see on Craigslist or on apartment list were places that I could settle for and they would be fine. But for me, moving to a new city, I definitely did not want to settle. That settling feeling in my gut just was not going to feel good this time. I knew that I was really looking for something special, something different. And I knew that when I found the place, it would feel really resonant in my gut. When I would travel back to my mom's house back in the Bay Area, I would continue to look at listings in other cities. And it was like I kept having all of these issues with making connection with people, being able to look at Apartments, when you are not in the same city as where they're available, can provide some challenges. And some people flat out wouldn't even entertain the idea of an application from me without me coming down to view the place in person. So, totally makes sense. But I started to feel a little bit concerned and disheartened about my choice, what I had done moving into my mom's. It was coming up on the I think six month mark this past April, and I was starting to feel really restless and concerned. Like, how long am I going to be in this state of transition? I really miss my belongings. I still really don't have a clear direction where I want to move to. I thought it was going to be San Diego. San Diego should feel right. I know a lot of people down there. It sounds like it would be a good place for me um, based on you know my career right now and the things that I really am into, but for whatever reason, it's just in my heart not feeling like a yes, like a hell yes, and I wanted it to feel like a hell yes, right? So I really had to listen to that and just trust that the information, the city, the location was going to present itself over time. I even really tried to convince myself to just stay in the Bay Area. Like I said, that six-month mark, I was feeling the itch. And so I just kept looking at apartments, rehashing different pockets and neighborhoods in the Bay that I've either lived at before or enjoyed or wanted to live at before. And every time I look at apartments in the Bay Area, I would just get this sense of like settling. No, you really need to try something new. You need, it's time to try a new city. Push yourself. It's time to grow. You've been up here for 20 years. Like it's really time to expand your wings a little bit. Try something new. So I really took all of the gut feelings I was getting and just like the way things were feeling full of friction instead of flow as a sign to just kind of let go for a little bit. Every time I was getting super frustrated during the process, I would just kind of put a pause and stop looking at listings altogether, take a break, refocus on other things in my life. So luckily at this time, I also had a lot going on with my business. I had just launched my my new coaching business the year before and was getting all these clients in the door, which was super exciting. And it was really fun and easy for me to just shift my focus to places that were lighting me up more, which was working with these clients and working on my styling and coaching business. So that was occupying a lot of my time. I also knew I really wanted to do this podcast project and get that off the ground. And I had this little whisper, this little voice that was telling me, that I needed to launch the podcast first. And it was almost a waste of time to even be looking at apartments until I launched this podcast. And that if I launched it, then the place would drop in. And it just kind of felt kind of wild to have a message like that come up because I was just like, why can't I do both? Or why can't I just, you know, focus on the home first, then the podcast? But it just kept this like, little nudge over and over and over again. Like you have to focus on the podcast. And I remember even I started working on the podcast. I had, I signed up to, to do it. I teamed up with Soulfire on the production aspect and was tying myself to a timeline of launching it. And during the process, um, which I also shared in this episode, when the magic starts to happen, if you haven't listened to it, definitely worth a listen. But one of the other topics I shared on that episode was just some of the trouble I was having getting these initial episodes for the podcast recorded 
trusting my inner voice, my authority, my confidence, courage, all of those things. And so when that was also feeling really challenging, I was hitting these points where I was losing a lot of faith. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I'm still living at my mom's at 40. I with no idea where I'm going to move to. And I'm not really feeling confident about this podcast project. Like, what am I actually doing right now? And I remember talking to one of my mentors, Christina, and just sharing with her how scared and frustrated I was. And she was just like, why don't you just put a pause on the podcast and focus on the home stuff if you really, because I was telling her, I really, really am feeling like I need to be in my own home environment. And she's like, just pause the podcast project easy. And I was like, yeah, but there's this like nudge that's telling me I have to launch the podcast first. I don't really understand it. Through the process of launching the podcast, I really was building my confidence, my authority, my trust within myself, my home within myself, and my physical body was actually getting stronger and stronger because once I was proving to myself that I could overcome challenges and rather than hiding or walking away from them, which was my default mode in the past, I could rise above them. And so now I really understand why the podcast had to come first. But of course, at the time, it was really frustrating. Around the same time, earlier this spring and April, I started working with Scott Tajerian. He's an astrologer. He has been on the podcast. Definitely check out my episode with Scott. He is such a gifted astrologer, really knows his shit. And I am in his Cosmic Pathway program, which is a one-on-one container where Scott and I meet each week. We look at my personalized astrology chart in conjunction with the current astrological transits. And Scott can use that as a guide to help me figure out what areas of my life to focus on. So when he and I started working together, I was sharing with him you know, I had these business goals, I had some personal life goals, and then I had this other really big goal, which was to figure out where I wanted to move next, where I, where I wanted to find a home. And through working with him, I mean, it was so illuminating on so many different levels, but also just very validating for why I was feeling so uncomfortable during the past six months at that time, not having a place to live, being at my mom's, being uprooted, being in this place of transition. And he pointed out that my North Node is in Cancer. So that really means that the home is of an extra importance to me. My home needs to feel very safe, very nurturing. If I don't have a safe and nurturing home environment, I'm going to feel really disconnected in life. And being at my mom's house, I mean, I can't think of a place that's more nurturing or safe, but there's something about when you're 40 years old and you're living at your mom's house where it doesn't really have the same impact that it does when you're a kid and you need that nurturing and safety from the child to parent perspective. I really needed to find my own place to call home, a place where Donnie and I could build a new home and a new life together. That was what was going to really keep me tied to my destiny and my North Node. And cancer rules the stomach. So I knew that when I found the home that was meant for me, there was going to be a gut yes involved. And I'm a generator with a sacral response and human design as well. So that gut response is something I'm always looking for in my life when I know things are feeling really aligned. So working with Scott, he was pointing out that in my chart with the current transits, there was Mars, Jupiter, my Chiron and Neptune all transiting through my fourth house. Fourth house is associated with home. So the period of time to find a suitable home was really, this was the time. This was the main time, the main theme for me at this time where I should be focusing my attention. There was bound to be challenges that came up at this time and confusion around finding the home, but he was really encouraging me to 
take a leap of faith, try something new. And he even said, he even kind of forecasted this. He said that he could see that if I take the aligned action I needed to on the home search, that by the end of June, early July, the place would would drop in and that by August 1st, he could see that I will have signed a lease and be moving into this place. And I really wanted to believe him. I mean, it made sense. I could see it all in the astrology. This was the window of time. It was reconfirming that my restlessness was really lining me up to call the apartment in. But of course, I was also a little bit skeptical because I had had so much challenge trying to find a place the past few months already. And I didn't still know what city I wanted to even relocate to. So I you know, had to really put a lot of trust in the universe and trust in myself that I could let the place drop in at the right time, take the aligned action and responsibility I knew I needed to take to get the place to come in. So I continued to look at places and I was still looking at places kind of all over different cities, including the Bay Area, just kind of putting a feeler out everywhere. And I knew that as things were not feeling aligned, I needed to close the chapters out, even if I didn't know where it meant things were going to go. So as I was looking at places in the Bay Area, kept getting that that nudge saying, you need to go somewhere else, you need to go somewhere else, you'd be settling if you stayed in the Bay. Okay, like as hard as this is, I'm going to have to close out this chapter. And because I've lived in the Bay Area for so long, Closing out the bay was not just like, okay, I'm not going to look anymore. I really needed to dive a little bit deeper, really close out some of the chapters in the bay. We were approaching eclipse season in May. And so one of the ways I ended up using the momentum of the universe to help me close out chapters was during the May 15th eclipse, the full moon in Scorpio. I used that as an opportunity to have a releasing ceremony for the Bay Area. I went to Muir Beach. I took my journal, some crystals, spent some time in the water, spent some time walking around at the beach and really reflected on my time the past couple of decades in the Bay, all the amazing experiences I had, the amazing people I met, and really just tried to speak to what I was ready to release and that I was ready to continue looking forward and look for new opportunities in my life and just really recognizing that the chapter, it was time to close it. And as painful as that was, I really had to get aligned with all of those yearnings I was feeling and let go so that I could really stay focused on what was about to drop in. So I did that and I deleted a lot of the listings I was looking at in other cities. Once I kept revisiting them and seeing that it just was not feeling aligned for whatever reason, I just listened to that, would delete the listings, the bookmarks off my phone, off my computer. So that way I wasn't just wasting a lot of my energy looking at things that weren't aligned. I kept working on my podcast and as it was getting closer and closer to launching, I was starting to get really strong nudges to book a trip for LA. And LA, which is really funny, was kind of on my list, but at the same time, not really. I was actually born in Los Angeles. I was born in Santa Ana and my family and I lived in LA till I was four until we relocated to the central coast. My dad worked for aerospace and his job took him up to the central coast. So we relocated, but LA was a place I had visited a lot as an adult over the years, always really enjoyed it, loved it. A lot of people over the years even said, They could really see me living in LA, really loving LA. I mean, I have the Valley Girl accent. Some people said I look like I could already live there. And I always just kind of laughed at those comments because I never really thought LA was like the place that I would ever live. And something about LA, even though I really liked it every time I went down there, 
It also kind of overwhelmed me. I mean, LA is like huge. There's so many different neighborhoods. Like, where would you even look in LA? Like, what even neighborhood would I narrow in on? But I started reflecting back on some of my most recent trips to LA and what were some of the neighborhoods that I really liked, the different pockets that I liked. And I started looking at listings in those neighborhoods and I was like, huh, there's like some really cute places down here. Maybe I should book a trip and look into this further. Again, knowing that my gut would be such a big part of the process, I knew I would need to look at these places in person. So I decided to book a trip and timed it with the timing of my podcast. So it launched on the 14th of June and Donnie and I headed down to LA a couple of days later on the 16th and we stayed down there for almost three weeks. I wanted to give myself enough time to really explore the different neighborhoods. And we found a really cute Airbnb in the Valley in Pasadena where the Airbnbs are definitely cheaper. You get a little bit more bang for your buck. And I even ended up extending my stay. We originally were just going to go for two weeks. And once I got down there, it became really clear that I wanted to spend more time, needed more time down there. I kind of started getting tested with the apartment search as I was making my way down. I think when we're manifesting things, you get tested when the thing is really close to being dropped in. And sometimes we just don't even realize it. So when I got down to LA, I had like had some random car trouble, which was kind of scary as I was navigating rush hour traffic in LA, just getting into the city. Had to figure that out had some health stuff crop up that needed my attention and also just felt really burned out from working so hard and on a project for so long and just really needing to take a break, needing to take a reset. So I didn't even really want to look at apartments at first. I really just wanted to enjoy my time in LA, rest, recharge. And if an apartment popped up, sure, I would look at it, but I was almost like too exhausted to even bother with like aggressively looking on the Craigslist ads. It had just become so tiring at this point, looking at all the Craigslist ads, thousands and thousands of listings over the past several months. I used a little bit of the downtime I took to revisit my list. Big part of manifestation and calling something into your life can involve a list, getting really clear on exactly what you're looking for, what it needs to look like, feel like, what are the qualities you want it to have, whatever the thing is. So I have this really specific apartment list that I had in my head. I had actually even had some dreams about my dream apartment. And so I knew what it wanted to feel like, what it wanted to look like, but I really just wanted to remind myself and look at my list. And I was very specific in some of the qualifications that the list, the items on the list had to have for this apartment. I really wanted a unique place, a mixture of something that maybe felt vintage and restored. I've always loved and appreciated Art Deco design. So if it had that vibe going for it, I would definitely be into it. I had a dream a couple of months back that there was a pink kitchen or bathroom in my new apartment. It was a little bit fuzzy in a dream which room it was, but there was a strong pink element happening. So I was always looking for that in these listings and on Craigslist, I mean, you're just not really finding a lot of that specialty stuff, at least in my budget, I was not. And I wanted the place to have some cute build-ins, maybe a fireplace or a mantle of some sort, definitely a patio for Donnie, somewhere where he could sunbathe. I really wanted a washer and a dryer. I felt kind of high maintenance for wanting that. In the past, none of my apartments had a washer dryer except for one place where it was a home. Um, all of my apartments had just the shared laundry facilities. And I don't know, something about the older I got or raising my standards, I just decided that my next place must have an in-unit washer dryer. I didn't want to do the haul down to the laundry room anymore. So that was definitely keeping my list 
a certain way because that eliminated some listings there too. And then I wanted to find parking in my unit or in the building. One thing I didn't know about LA when I was looking in LA was that parking, no surprise in a big city, was really hard to come by in the individual apartment complexes. And some people, when I would call to ask about their apartment availability and the parking aspect, they would laugh on the phone and say, you know, places don't come with parking here, right? And, you know, in Oakland, one of my places didn't come with parking. And I left my car in the street. And within a month, it had gotten broken into a handful of times, the glass smashed each time. I had to rent a parking garage and then park like half a mile away from my apartment, which was just not ideal, hauling groceries back and forth. So my list, I was like, my parking has to be where I'm at, in the building, right close by, not around the corner, not down the street. It needs to be covered, secure, all of that. And I really, you know, always loved hardwood floors. So I wanted my apartment to have hardwood floors. I really wanted the kitchen to be updated with new appliances. I really wanted a white, light-colored kitchen, something that felt really clean. So many apartment complexes you look at have just like mismatching appliances, really lots of different color schemes going on, or a lot of black or dark colors, dark wood, and that just really didn't appeal to me. So revisiting this list really helped me remind myself how clear my vision was. And so when I started re-engaging with the listings after taking a pause again for the zillionth time, it felt like, and just allowing myself to live and enjoy LA for a while, take a few days to explore, have fun, go on dates, do just different things that had nothing to do with work or the apartment hunt. Revisiting this list, Now, when I'm looking at the listings, it's like with a fresh lens where I'm like, oh yeah, like no wonder I, none of these places are coming in. None of the places I'm seeing on these listings are what is on my list here. They're they're not congruent. There's, there's not, they're not lining up because the lists are completely different. So I didn't know what it meant yet, but I knew that I wasn't going to find the place on Craigslist. And randomly I was on Instagram and Randomly, I was on Instagram and a person I follow in Oakland of all places posted something in her feed where she said she was looking to relocate down to LA. Does anyone have any leads? And so, of course, that piqued my interest and I crawled the comments and a bunch of people left tips that I was reading through. And one person was like, have you checked out the properties at blah, blah, blah. They tagged this Instagram handle. I immediately click on the Instagram handle and my jaw dropped on the floor. All of the listings and places that were on this Instagram account were the most gorgeous places, the places of my dreams, the places on my list. And my first thought was, well, oh my God, yes. And then my second thought was, uh, there's no way I can afford this. And so I was really scared to almost even look at what some of the places cost. And the two bedrooms and larger places definitely were out of my budget, but there was a one bedroom I clicked on. I think it was like the third or fourth post down and I'm scrolling through the carousel photos and I screamed because there was a pink tiled art deco bathroom in one of the listings. And the post was fairly recent. It sounded like there was a wait list for it. They listed the price. And while it was at the very max of my budget, it was within my budget at the top. So I freaked out, reached out to them immediately, sent them a DM on Instagram and also emailed them on their website, looked at all their listings on their website, and of course just kept coming back to the place with the pink bathroom. And so while I was leaving my information, they asked in the form what kind of parameters or qualities I'm looking for in my place, and I just listed everything on my list very specifically. Patio, Art Deco, pink tiled bathroom, Mantle, fireplace, hardwood floor, washer dryer, parking, 
et cetera, et cetera. And I just trusted that if it was meant to be, that they would reach out. My time in LA was coming to a close. I was supposed to be checking out the next day and, or maybe it was two days later. And I was starting to get nervous because I hadn't heard back yet. I was feeling this like strong feeling in my gut that I should extend my stay through the weekend or at least try to or consider it if I could swing it. I felt like I needed a little bit more time to get some additional places lined up now that I was really clear in my vision, could really see myself in LA. I had really been enjoying my time there. The longer Donnie and I had been there, the more and more I was loving it. Some of the initial anxiety I was feeling navigating LA, once I started learning the ropes, I started really, really feeling lit up by LA creatively inspired. The fashion is so good down there. The people I met had been so nice and just loved all the palm trees. Just the energy down there just was feeling really good and fresh to me. So I was thinking I would probably want to extend my stay and look at other apartments. And I checked my Airbnb and while they were booked out months in advance, he did have a couple of days if I wanted to extend through the weekend to stay at the Airbnb. So I was able to get that arranged and I had a feeling that once I hit yes on that, which was, you know, a little bit of an investment, it was longer than I had budgeted to stay down there. So I was really putting a leap of faith, taking a leap of faith in that if I did this, if I invested in myself, in this experience, in the opportunity to try, that the universe would match that effort. The lady wrote back from this property place and she said she could meet me the following day to look at the apartment. I was so excited. I still had other apartments I was looking at. So I felt like it was going to be really important to look at everything and then assess from there. So I went and looked at an apartment in a different neighborhood and thought the neighborhood was going to be exactly where I wanted to be. Really cute neighborhood pocket in LA. When I went to the apartment, I instantly walked through the door of the, I guess it was kind of like the courtyard or whatever. Huge apartment building, really didn't like the energy. It felt really dark and dingy, kind of old, not as updated as the pictures made it look. It was a no. My gut was telling me it was a no. And I looked at the first unit. She was showing me two units and I was just feeling kind of sick to my stomach. So I was really paying attention to that, told her no pretty immediately that I wasn't interested in that place. So she showed me to the second place, which I kind of just went along with just to be polite, saw the second place. It was the same vibe. No, thank you. And I said, no, you know, both of these aren't what I'm looking for. Thank you so much. And she was just like, oh, we'll keep you on the mailing list. We will have some more coming available in the next few weeks. We can contact you. And I realized I had this moment where I needed to give a clear no, because really working with manifestation, energy, and aligned action, calling in what you are looking for requires a clear no versus a clear yes. So that way the universe knows what to give you. So I had to practice saying no. For me, no is like the hardest thing to say. The words no are so hard for me to say. So I knew it was going to be good for me to practice. So I just told her, no, no, thank you. Really appreciate your time. I'm actually not interested in any of the apartments in this complex. And she was kind of taken aback. And she was just like, wow, no one has really ever said that to me. Thank you for not wasting my time. So it really served both of us. I asked her where the exit was. And I got out of there as quickly as I could. The next morning, I looked at another place. It was even worse. I was feeling really disheartened because these places were the place, you know, the price in my budget. I thought my budget was pretty decent for a one bedroom. California prices for one bedroom rentals are just really wild, but I still thought my budget was decent enough. And it was really, really discouraging to find that these places, what they were asking for and what you got, just were not the quality that I knew I was worth. And so much of this manifestation process and calling in what you really want is 
staying true to your worth. And that was a big thing I had to work on these past 10 months. So when the first place was a no, the second place was even more of a no. I didn't even end up touring the second place. I went into the um, manager's office. She was on the phone. I sat down in the chair for a few minutes while I was waiting for her to get off the phone. And I felt that sick to my stomach feeling again. And I was like, what are you doing? You don't even have to go look at it if you're, you know, if it's already a no. So I stood up and I started walking out and she was like, wait, wait, and started calling me on the phone. And I, I didn't pick up. I blocked the number. I was really trying to signal to the universe. It was a no. And so when it came to looking at the place I ended up getting, it was Later that same day, I had said no to a couple of places earlier, and now I was feeling like, okay, let's see what this place is all about. On paper, this place looks pretty magical. It has the things that are on my list. Is it actually going to be as good as I hope that it will be? I didn't want to get my hopes up too big. And one thing about the area that it's located in that I was a little bit nervous about was that it was in one of the busier pockets of LA. Definitely a nice, safe neighborhood, but also not for people looking for something tucked away or quiet. You're definitely in the thick of things. So I was a little bit concerned that that would feel right. I thought for sure I wanted something more peaceful and serene. As I was driving up in the neighborhood before even getting to the apartment, I just started getting overwhelmed with emotion. I was crying. I didn't know exactly why. I think there were some songs coming on my playlist that were really making me feel all the feels. And just looking around, something felt right before I even had seen the apartment yet. I just, it just, you just have that feeling. Have you ever looked at a place and just known it was yours before you even signed the lease or as soon as you walked in, you knew it was for you. I mean, it was basically like that feeling where I'm driving in the neighborhood and it already felt like it was my neighborhood and I didn't understand what was happening. And when I was waiting for her to show me the place, she was running a little bit late. I just started chatting with some of the neighbors walking around and just reflecting, soaking in the neighborhood, looking around. And I was just like, I could really see Donnie and I here huh, that's so interesting. And we start the tour. And the first thing I go look at is the patio. I wanted to make sure my little dude had a space that he would love. I didn't bring him with me on the tour. So I was trying to do my best to feel it out without him. But they ha- it had a really cute little patio that I could see myself um, fixing up. And he had a perfect little sunspot that I know he would enjoy. So that was a huge check. And then just started walking around the apartment and noticed that I had butterflies in my stomach. I was so lit up. I was so excited. When I saw the bathroom, I pretty much squealed. It was everything I had pictured and the pictures I'd seen, but better in real life. And I didn't even need to finish walking through the whole place before I knew it was a yes. It was a hell yes. It was definitely the place for me. I could totally see Donnie and I there. What was really funny was the tenant that was currently living there, he was out of town. So we were looking at the place um, while he was out of town, but his furniture was so similar to my furniture. So it was almost like the furniture in the unit was like staged to look like my apartment, how it could look. I could really envision my couch, which looked exactly like his couch in the living room, the same rug, everything. The bedroom looked very similar as well, very similar aesthetic. And so it was really easy for me to envision and visualize living there, my things there. And finishing walking through the apartment, it was just such a hell yes. I was like, give me the application. Where do I sign up? So of course I had to apply for the apartment. It just felt like such a yes, even though it was in such an unexpected part of LA. It was in a really busy, dense area. Something about it was just really nice. I really liked the energy. The energy really speaks so loudly to me anywhere I go in my environment. I'm super sensitive to the energy around me. And 
I was, to my surprise, um, felt really good, even despite it being a densely populated area. And I liked that my unit in the building, it's a small building, only a handful of other units, and it's tucked away in the back, away from the street. It's on a one-way street. So I felt like for all of those things of my concerns. It wasn't enough of a reason not to apply. And driving away, I already felt like it was my place. I didn't even have the application in yet. I was making my way back to my Airbnb to submit the application, send over the application fee, and had called my mom immediately telling her all about it. Just so lit up. And again, just like such a reassuring moment where compared to the other places I had looked at that were complete no's, felt sick to my stomach. This was the polar opposite of that. Met with Scott for our one-on-one session later that afternoon. And we, of course, had to pull up my astrology for the day to see what was happening in my chart. And what was really interesting, the day that I did the walkthrough, it was on um, Friday, July 1st. And My moon is in Pisces. My natal moon is in Pisces, which is the sign of dreams. And the moon also rules the home. So Scott hearing about the pink bathroom in my dreams and all the visualizing the apartment in my dreams before seeing it in real life and how they looked the same did not surprise him at all. And that day, um, the sun was in Cancer the sign ruled by the moon associated with the home, also my north node in Cancer, um, associating my north node to the home and the environment, my living environment. But it was sitting at 10 degrees and it was making a trine, which is a supportive aspect with the moon at 10 degrees in Leo and Venus was at 10 degrees in Gemini. So there were all these tens lining up in my chart between the planets and everything pointing to the home and dreams. And 10 is my lucky number. I was born on 1010. I was seeing 1010s all week leading up to looking at the apartment and not just, you know, I I see a lot of um, angel numbers or numbers and sequences anyway. So I didn't really think that much about it other than I know this is like a magical magnetic time. I didn't know exactly what it meant. And so to have all the 10 showing up, I mean, even when you think to uh, living at my mom's for almost 10 months, there's just so many 10s around the timing of everything, which I find super fascinating. I drove back later that evening with Donnie to show him the apartment, the outside, and we walked around the neighborhood and I thought it was really funny slash interesting that he did his business, as my mom likes to say, right on the front lawn in front of the building of the place I wanted. And as I looked up to the sky where over my unit, where it would be, there was an airplane flying across over the apartment and airplanes are my number one divine sign from the universe that there is validation in whatever it is that I'm thinking about that I'm wondering if I'm on the right path. It's like that confirmation. So those were another couple of really encouraging signs. I was also, you know, just seeing so many moving trucks my whole time in LA and people moving out in the unit next to my Airbnb while I was there. It was just so much signs from the universe. It felt like pointing to it's time to move. It's time to take a leap of faith, try this new thing. I know you're a little bit nervous and scared, but you found your dream apartment. You might as well give it a try. Give Ellie a try. Take this big leap of faith. So I even had another apartment that looked pretty good. It didn't have a pink bathroom, but other than that, it looked pretty aligned to my list. And I had a viewing lined up for the next day and I ended up canceling it. And I really wanted to signal to the universe that I was all in on this place. It had been decided. I was, it was already mine. I was even testing out that weekend as I had stayed in LA, 
when I was visiting vintage stores and antique stores, looking at furniture, thinking about what I might want to bring into my new space, chatting with the sales clerks, telling them, I think I had just found my apartment and I was going to be moving down to LA the next month, really trying to test out what it would feel like to say that I lived in LA, that I was moving down to LA. And every time I talked about it, I got more and more excited. So those were all really strong signals that something was moving in the right direction. Given it was a holiday weekend, I had a feeling I wasn't going to hear from her right away if I had gotten the place. And I feel like normally I would be super anxious, worried that I wasn't going to get it, that I was never going to hear back or following up immediately the first business day that they came back to work. But something was telling me to just wait it out. It was a holiday weekend. It was 4th of July weekend. I figured her Tuesday coming back after a holiday might be busy, and I really wanted to remain in my feminine energy as much as possible throughout this process once I got aligned and stopped being so like trying to control the process, trying to force something. What would it feel like instead to sit back and receive? I know she's going to get back to me at some point, so why not just relax into it? Enjoy this unknown see where your mind goes during this process. And my mind was really going towards, this is going to probably happen. This feels like it's happening. Visualizing my furniture, looking at the pictures, picturing where I would put things, just really feeling like it was happening and just staying in that really juicy state of like, it wasn't for sure yet, but it sure was feeling good. When I found out that I got the place, it would be available for me to move in August 1st. That, of course, completely aligned with what Scott predicted, what I was hoping would happen, that I would get the place. The timing felt so good to me. And it really just didn't surprise me and blew my mind at the same time. It was like I really co-created calling this place in with the universe, really slowing down, paying attention to the signs. And it just really all lined up. And the difference of trying to force something, feeling really frustrated, lots of dead ends, that whole period, and watching and noticing and observing how something just flew from start to finish. It was really frictionless, fairly easy. Once the place appeared to call it in, just noticing how that felt in my body and just how lit up I felt. And when I came back up to the Bay after my, my trip down there, I mean, my mom and I had dinner the first night and after the first night at dinner, the place wasn't even officially mine yet she was already crying because she's just like, I can already tell by the way you're talking that this is happening. I've never seen you so lit up in such a long time. She was just feeling it so hard as well. And so, yeah, when I found out that I got it, it really wasn't a surprise. And there was a little bit of like, Ooh, can I really do this? And I just could not not do it. So my new place is in LA. Donnie and I moved down when this podcast episode launches. It'll be my last few days in the Bay. We moved down the beginning of August. Really excited. There was a part of me that felt like I couldn't record or release this episode until the move was complete and I was in the energy of the new space, but I kept coming back to the urge of wanting to record an episode like this because... I think the process is such an important lesson for me, hopefully for you. Maybe you learned something through my sharing this experience with this apartment manifestation that we really can call anything we want into our life. It really does require us to do a few things. We need to take the aligned action. We need to get really clear on what we want, what we are trying to call in. Don't settle. Really keep your worth high. It might take longer. It can be really discouraging at times, but if you can trust the process and slow down, pause, follow the pings, follow the whispers, take time and space to 
close out chapters, clear out any energy cords that are related to the thing you're trying to call in that might not be serving you. For me, it was really taking time to visualize the place, allowing my dreams to help me with that as well. Also, just really leaving room to be surprised for the mystery. I never would have thought I would be moving to LA, that I would be moving into the thick of LA and starting over in a big city. I didn't think that was on the table for me anymore. And I'm just so re-inspired and excited about the idea of it. So leaving room to be surprised and for the mystery element, like that's huge. And also just like, in my case, the place to not coming in the way that I thought it was going to. So leaving space to be surprised how the manifestation comes in. Instagram of all places, who would have thought? And at a certain point, surrender to the process and then hand it over to the universe and let them help you figure this out for you. Like I just really hit a point where I was like, I'm closing everything out. I'm clearing everything out. That's not aligned, but I still don't know where I want to go. I'm handing it over to you. Can you please figure it out for me? Just send me the signs. Tell me where to go because I can't figure it out anymore. I don't have the energy or the bandwidth. And they did. It requires acting on the pings that were coming up. And really, if you are a sacral responder like I am and really take action, so figure out whatever your authority is in human design, I would recommend. But if you're a sacral authority like me and you get that gut feeling to help guide you, that's your compass, my intuition, my gut is really my compass and I have to rely on that as much as possible. And when I do, it always takes me down a path that's aligned, even if it ends up not turning out the way I want. Ultimately, if it's meant to be, it will be. So I just wanted to share my story with manifesting my dream apartment because I think that when we manifest things, or at least I have experienced this before, listening to other people manifest big things in their life and thinking, that's amazing for them. It can never happen for me. And I can't say that anymore. As long as this place really is, ends up being as, as amazing as it seems like it has been so far. I can't say that anymore. So stay tuned. I move in the beginning of August. I can't wait to tell you how the move goes, what the new place is like. I'll definitely be sharing some pictures on my Instagram. So if you don't follow me on there at epiphany with Tiffany, at Epiphany with Tiffany Pod. If you want to follow my podcast channel, always touches my heart so much when I hear from all of you. You can send me an email, Tiffany at epiphanywithtiffany.com, or just hit me up on Instagram. I will see you all later. Thank you for listening. Bye.